0: Music? There might be, and there might not. Ah, time traveling. <laughs> I'm Ryan Matlock. And I'm Michael LeFevre. We are
1: two changing fans of Beyond Gilead. And today we're reviewing 9-1 Memories and Milestones by Lori Twitchell. So join us for episode 111 on our return
0: to Gilead. And I'm going to give you guys a peek behind the curtain here. Uh, we may uh, or may not have theme music for, for this one. It might just ooh. be might just be Dead Space right here, but it might actually be new theme music because uh, it's just taken a while to get this current commission track that I'm working on. And uh, it's kind of a, I don't think I actually got to tell you, Ryan, about the finances of it, but you know, uh, I'm shelling out some dough for this one because I want it to be good. But also we just recorded for like six minutes and it's a return to Gilead first. I wasn't recording. I feel like, Oops. Ryan, you might not have been recording on, like, one other podcast. Or maybe that was audio news or something. Maybe we've recorded every time. But... I
1: think the last time I made that mistake was audio news. There we
0: go. Yeah. So uh, we're we're good. We're fine. We're rolling on. Here's a summary for today's episode. As the Morrison family adjusts to some big changes on Gilead Lane, Hope Turner begins to find her place in her new foster family. So this episode is different in that it's sort of a retrospect, like on Adventures in Odyssey when there are the episodes that look back at previous ones, like A Look Back, and ones that have clips from other episodes, this is very much a clip show episode. The first half is clips from other episodes, and then there's a little bit about Brooke graduating high school and... Becca going to NYU and Luke going to Grove City, which made me really sad in that conversation because I love those characters. And then talks about Justin and John's inauguration and mentioning Justin, that Justin had called him earlier and was wishing him good luck during all of that. And then we finally get some new theme music on Gilead, which is pretty cool. It's you know, it's fully beyond Gilead now, and I'm okay to see that this is a completely different story that Laurie Twitchell and John Fornoff are starting to tell. And we'll we'll talk, we'll talk about that. But Ryan, uh, you had this whole thing about Phineas and Ferb uh, clip shows in the last recording we did. Do you want to talk about that again? <laughs> I did, sure. I will okay. reiterate that. So Phineas and Ferb does a great job
1: of clip shows. Clip shows are always a touchy subject for, like, anything. Anyone that reviews anything, they get to the clip show and they're like, yeah, it's a clip I'll show. i over it. I think there's a good way and a bad way to do a clip show. The way Phineas and Ferb does it is they will have the clip show be a celebration of the moments that fans love the most. So examples being one clip show, they just had all of the flashbacks to the Doofenshmirtz <laughs> yes. uh,
0: story backstories. And Phineas and Furby is over at this point, right? So there's not like new episodes are is. coming out. Oh, I need to watch it all.
1: <laughs> yes, please. Sure. Uh, Hannah and I are going through it right now too, actually. The... Other example being, they went through like the top ten songs that fans loved oh. and did like a countdown thing, like VeggieTales did that one time. So
0: come home, Perry. Come home, Perry. Come home.
1: <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> no one gets that except your college. Field. Exactly. <laughs> this was that was a the good way to do clip shows. I feel because they did that. As a celebration of what fans loved most about the series, but they also had a self-contained story going in tandem between the clips. And so those episodes, even being clip shows, you wouldn't necessarily say, oh, skip this, it's a clip show, because it still adds something to the canon and the interesting uh, storylines through the thing. Like, it turned out that Doofenshmirtz was using the clip show (gasps) to power his innator. What?! Oh, you're right. That's, That's cool. Yeah,
0: have you it's have you seen the um End of Silliness VeggieTales episode? Yes. So like that?
1: that yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a yes, basically. Exactly uh-huh. like that. Where
0: Larry that. is trying to cure his depression by watching silly songs.
1: Yeah, or like the pirate. It's actually even more like the pirate one.
0: Yeah, that one, the ultimate silly song countdown, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man, <laughs> VeggieTales knew how to do clip shows too. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job. <laughs> In contrast, uh here on Return to Gilead, or Beth In contrast, here on Beyond Gilead. No, I'm not going to
0: edit a clip show on Return to Gilead. Don't 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 make me do that, please. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it It, took me a second to realize what you were saying. What I was talking about. (laughs) Here on Return to Gilead, we do this kind of clip show. (laughs) (laughs) Number 10. Ah. (laughs) Number Number 9. You don't like the clip show burger? (laughs) Number 8. No. (laughs) <laughs> number <laughs> seven, misunderstanding conflict. Go burr. Here on, <laughs> Beyond <laughs> Gilead. <Gillion. laughs> I'm gonna need a second. <laughs> this is fine. I mean, it's 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 better right. that I don't have my three best friends um, making me <laughs> laugh every other line now. But remember,
1: you know. and now number five, <laughs> Michael's roasted.
0: <laughs> Spiritually, economically, physically. Ah! <laughs> Number two. <laughs> no, I don't know what's number two. <laughs> Continue.
1: I'm doing my best. <clears throat> okay. Uh, in contrast, on Beyond Gilead, this clip show, which I think is our first clip
0: show ever, right? Or was there yes. another? Yes, this is the first. Hey, this is Editing Michael here at Liberty University with some friends, and I just realized that's actually wrong. Um, Was that the first clip show? No. Which episode was the previous one in? A3. A3> there we go. See ya. So they do this a little bit more, it feels like those episodes of
1: Adventures in Odyssey they did back in like the album 34-ish area, they'd have like half an episode be about one thing and half half about something entirely different thematically everything, they were like minisodes, this is half a minisode, half a clip show. So, the first half being a clip show, it's okay as it is yeah. for a clip show. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it does a good job of grabbing uh, kind of the most important bits, I feel, from previous seasons and kind of editing them together in a cohesive way. The The music is just the music from those scenes, so it's back and forth between <laughs> yeah. Steve Wick and. It's a little John choppy sometimes,
0: but it's okay. It's okay.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all right. The music initially was good, so I. I And I knocked you down a
0: peg, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've convinced you in the unreleased recording that the music is a little choppy. It's
1: not like I came out like the music was fantastic.
0: It's fine. But you you don't (laughs) like the recap music? (laughs) Anyway. uh, It's a rack. But but
1: yeah. I am so giddy after that last episode. <laughs> <I don't remember laughs>
0: that was so fun. That was awesome.
1: But yeah, the first part as a clip show, it's okay as a clip show. Like, I didn't think it was amazing. I didn't think it was meh. And then, like, we can talk about the next part later yeah. in more depth. But as a clip show, it's an okay clip show. Nothing spectacular like Phineas and Ferb or anything,
0: though. <laughs> from what I've heard from Michael and Ryan in the future uh, doing Red Rock and stuff, there's a, another clip show in the, the first episode of that. And I feel like, from what I've heard them talk about with that one that one's a little bit better but maybe i i don't know i i think there's something with the the music actually underlying those those clips in a way that it doesn't hear maybe it does come down to the music but we've got a couple scenes of just stuff from the beginning of the show and then some stuff of some of the conversions on the show and then mr key passing away and then hope uh joining the morrison home so those are those are all the clips and then we uh get some new stuff and jumps forward to Haley's wedding, and Zach goes, no, 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 we don't want to listen to Steve O'Dell being the pastor. We're, we're going to go back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, that's that's technically a weird
1: canon, but we'll get to that later. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know if the time machine is real or not, but like Steve O'Dell giving Zach the time machine, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, Sort of a weird meta thing. So I had a, a thought. I didn't bring this up last time because it was going to get lost amid the cacophony of – insanity that was happening we actually have a timeline this time and it's more confusing <laughs> do you want to talk about it please okay so we've established that christmas heirlooms or a little town of coleraine have to take place in christmas of year four right i think so i will trust you yes, on that yes it's christmas of year four the last episode the hope that heals takes place easter of year five it is the easter after the election and and John and Mary say it's been a few months since the election, and that all adds up. And then Brooke is off to college, and everyone's off to college in this episode. So this is August of year five. So that adds yes. up. But here's my question. That means that the election could have just taken place everything back to back in like November. You didn't we didn't have to skip over Christmas because that also makes sense for the lake not being frozen and it not seeming like it's Christmas. Or it could could have just been well yeah because it's snowing and it's it's cold in Coleraine over that Christmas so that makes this make even less sense because if Christmas heirlooms which we've confirmed is the episode that must exist in this timeline if it exists at all that has to take place after may or may not in which Justin is gone but Justin is in Christmas heirlooms maybe he came back for Christmas oh I feel like that'd be a bigger event though
1: well maybe they already had the big event part of everything and then he's just there. And then maybe you know what? No, it's there's a reason it's not a big event. The family still hasn't gotten over their busyness.
0: Oh no! no. <laughs> and he's just there, and they're like, he's "Oh, like, hi, hey, Justin." Hey guys! <laughs> and then he leaves again. He's just like, "Welp." <laughs> yeah, there's maybe a reason I needed to leave. Okay. <laughs> well, if you guys want to hear my take on the timeline here. Uh, send in a voice message telling me to do it. Otherwise, we will not talk about this for Ryan's sanity I, I don't want to drive him through this again, but you know, it's fine or Maybe or maybe we're we still conjecturing here. No, we're not. Okay. You want to play the clip today?
1: Yes, let's please. do it. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> All right uh, The Bible means that
0: sometimes we're going to go through rough times oh. Yeah, like hard times uh, some things really take patience to learn hope like uh, like riding a bike
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Or starting a new job. And if you fall and don't get back on, you won't learn how to ride a bike or learn to be patient. Trials teach
1: us to keep trusting in God, knowing that he is working in us for a purpose. And that produces patience and our faith in God grows.
0: Yeah. So this is in context of Hope trying to learn how to ride a bike because she hasn't learned yet. And then she's doing well. And then Michael doesn't fix a pedal on her bike. Even though he notices that it's it's kind of lopsided. A little wibbly wobbly. A little wibbly wobbly. Timey whammy. And he doesn't get to it. I think he's going to soon. But uh, then she falls off, scrapes her knee. She's making a fuss about it. She's like, I'm never get back, getting back on that bike. And then she gets a talking to by everyone saying, no, no, no. You, you can't just stop because you fell down. And she's like, why not? And I'm like, this seems like an obvious answer. And she's like, wait, why do you want me to ride a bike so bad? Are we going to lose the car? <laughs> like, oh, uh, no, we're, we're fine. And... Uh, then this conversation happens. And at first I thought, hang on. This doesn't seem like the the best explanation to say that, oh, God's bringing you through this this rough time because he wants to teach you something or he wants to show you something you might not have seen before. That's sometimes true, but not always. It, it, it can sometimes be a bit out of place to say that this is happening for some greater purpose that you, that you don't know. But I like how the episode towed the line of, this is more to teach you a lesson about perseverance in general and reliance on god. I I think that's that's good and that's biblical.
1: Yeah. And I I would agree. I think that this moral like uh, uh, to give the episode a little bit of credit, it's a very simple episode. The the episode being yes. person falls, doesn't want to continue trying to do something. The parents have a talk with them and say, "Hey, you know, perseverance is a good thing to learn you can't just give up like just as a principle you can't just give up because it's hard i think that it's useful to say that uh, because i think mary just uh, what was it that she says
0: yeah so she says try she says it produces patience right and trials teach us to rely on god and to to trust him in the middle of the trials
1: right which they can yeah they don't necessarily like there are plenty of people with trials who are like god gave me these
0: trials (laughs) And, and they're how not, dare he? They're not necessarily wrong, depending Job. on their theology. But you know, yeah. Well, they're yes they're wrong and to no. blame God. They're wrong to well, accuse God so, of tempting them with it. But you know,
1: well, I would say Job is an example of we were reading through Job recently, oh, and cool. Job has always been an interesting one to me because I uh, even growing up, I was a little fuzzy on what the full moral of the story was, because it seems that all of Job's friends are saying you sinned, and he's saying I didn't sin. And then at the end, God comes in and he's angry at Job, but he doesn't say, well, Job, you did sin. And it's, and so I always was like, what did Job do wrong? Why was God angry at him? I finally kind of figured it out, I think, I hope. Theologians check me. But (laughs) the issue is on both sides. The friends all say that Job must have sinned. They say, well, you are clearly suffering. And the only reason people ever suffer is because they sin. So how about you admit your sin so you can stop suffering? And Job hasn't sinned. We don't see, in fact, like it tells us in the context of the passage that he was a righteous man, that God used him as an example. Like, have you considered my servant? Look how awesome he is. And so job's also in the right he said he says no 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 i haven't sinned and you're all terrible friends for telling me that i've sinned when i'm (laughs) in pain (laughs) yeah and the problem though is that in defending himself job basically says i haven't sinned and i don't know why god is torturing me with this so both the friends and job believe that God gave this to him, that God is torturing him with this for some reason. But we as the audience reading the story know that neither, that that's not the case for either. Like, both of them are wrong because we get the context that God says, okay, Satan, you can torture him. So the pain, the boils, the everything, the source of it is Satan. And yet all the people in this story are saying, God did this because you sinned, or no, God just did this because he wants to. No, God didn't do it in the first place. Satan did.
0: Well yeah, and yet God had the ability to tell Satan no, but he said yes. Right. Well, why is that? Well, that's a deeper question I, I think than I can solve right now. But I, I could try to I could try to break that down. The idea is that well, God is sovereign and that God controls everything that happens in our lives, even what Satan can do to us or can't do to us, right?
1: Well, yes, but that's not a reason why he did it. And truly, the Bible doesn't say why God decided to Mm. let Satan do it. Job, not having the big picture, doesn't know that in the story, and so when God gets angry him at him at the end, one, it's because Job misplaces the burden of like who has done this. Technically, Satan has done this. God has allowed it, but that would be just as bad if as if some murderer stabs someone, and I said, why did God do this? That wouldn't be quite fair to God to say that God stab someone the the burden of the pain is on satan because he's the one that has inflicted it in this story so that's where i think that when someone says trials are directly from god trials can just be from the state of the fall trials could be from satan trials could be something that like trials are always something that god is allowing and that he can absolutely turn to his good purposes for right. those who love him and are called according to his purposes it's just important that we make sure that we <laughs> that that we love him <laughs> and we're called according to his purposes.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and again, it's a bigger question than I think I'm prepared to answer. I would love to have this conversation once I'm more studied and more Deep prepared theology. on theology. Yeah, yeah. On that, if if you guys are theologians, feel free to leave your thoughts. But but yeah, yeah. Tying that back into into this episode, uh, it's it can be true, and I think it works in the context that Mary and John are saying, right? To
1: a certain extent. Yeah. Another thing is, though, that uh, hope is not a Christian. In fact, right. she is very openly not
0: a Christian. Uh-huh.
1: So they're, they're here saying, God's using this to challenge you. Well, and not necessarily I just God. They're,
0: they're talking about trials in general can improve uh, that. Sure. Okay. In, in which case, sure. that, that's a fine moral. Well, with that in mind, anything else you want to bring up in this episode? There's a couple lines like when. John shows up late at night, you can hear crickets outside, and Michael goes, hey, I used to know a guy who looked like you. I mean, he used to make time for his family and be around more often. <laughs> John's like, yeah, sorry, Michael. things thing's just been busy. <laughs> That's really funny,
1: considering that in the previous episode, Brooke asked, like, hey, can I spend some time with you? And then they made a joke about him not wanting to spend time with Michael.
0: <laughs> Maybe, like, I mean, Michael kind of deserves it in this one because (laughs) Hope crashes the bike or she falls off the bike and she's yelling like oh out front and Haley and everyone goes to check and Michael goes is the bike okay?
1: Every line Michael says (laughs) in this in relation to Hope makes me laugh so hard maybe I'm just a terrible older brother I have three younger siblings (laughs) but everything he says like as I was listening to it like if the girl if Hope has no sense of humor, <laughs> I would say yeah, that's that's pretty bad. But she's really mature for her age. I feel like him saying these things would maybe pull her out of her misery and make her chuckle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because she's but kind of But everyone's just reproaching him like, "Michael, how could you?" when he's clearly joking.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and she's kind of over the top at the in the first scene when they see somebody drive up and put a for sale sign in front of Mr. Key's house and Grace is there too and talking about it. When Hope comes up and she says, oh, what are you looking at? A guy with a hammer? That's more important than me riding a bike for the first time? Yeah, she's a precocious five-year-old who's seen the world. It makes sense you'd be talking like that. But also they don't really respond to that. They're just like, yeah, it's Mr. Key's house. That's kind of important because things are changing around here.
1: I also want to bring up, we didn't mention this in the last episode either, (laughs) but Hope is like, uh, I've seen people die or something, yeah. something. Or no, Haley's like, you've seen people die? And she's like, yeah, you see people all the, you see people die all the time, but not here, you know. Literally, like, just last season, what, Mr. Four Key four months after yeah. their best friend, like Haley just goes to the window and is like, you see that house? That's the house that used to belong to the person who died.
0: Haley <laughs> picks up Hope like a volleyball and spikes her through <laughs> the window into Mr. Key's house. <laughs> yes. Oy. That's not even from this podcast. Anything else you want to talk about? Oh, this this is the episode where they get an email from Justin, where he's uh one of his professors wrote a book on uh, on rocketry, and so he's gonna be taking his classes this semester, which is cool. I'm happy for him. But that's just another way to make sure that. Well, actually, so Justin skipped a grade, is what happens in this episode, or what's what's revealed here, is was he always a year behind Hope, uh, behind Brooke, or was he two years ever? Because you know I, I don't remember. Given the fact that he's so smart, I wouldn't
1: be surprised if he skipped a year again somewhere before, too.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want to I wanna hear about this uh, because I uh, legitimately don't remember. It's been kind of sad going through every episode of Gilead, but it's just taken so long, three episodes a week. So I, I don't even remember <laughs> where that was in the timeline. It's really sad. But hey, we're, we're this far into the series and I'm ready to ramp up and see how this whole thing goes and how we critically break it down. So sure. overall, thumbs up on this episode. I did enjoy it. It was kind of short in the amount of st- time that we actually got, but I like the music and I'm, yeah, I'm excited for where this is going.
1: Yeah. I also, as a final note, I have a grievance to air. Oh no. What? We get to the end and Zach goes, New school new friends, new theme music, hard to get used to with change being the, the whole thing with this episode. And I just, I, yeah. I hear that because I, I, I heard the music, and the first time I ever heard the music, I, I, I didn't like it. You know, like it kind of departed <laughs> sure. from what I felt was the... The charm of the show to yeah. like this new like oh yeah we're gonna have this hip guitar. This is fully uh, into the
0: like, realm of we're we're totally past Beth Culp. We're we're not even looking back.
1: We are yeah. absolutely, and I didn't know about the writing thing and everything in the past. So like I'm going into this just thinking oh yeah it's all Gilead, and he changed the theme music at the beginning, and I was like, no, no my <laughs> my, my my perfect theme. And then listen to this whole episode about change, and then we get to the end where he's like, well, change can be a good thing, blah, blah, blah. So how are you doing with change? Like, Maybe a good. new school? <laughs> new friends? New theme music? And I'm like, "No, you listen here, you little. <laughs> so I felt very called out and convicted by the uh, message of this episode because I did not like the change, and I was complaining about it and not wanting to persevere. And... uh I will fully admit that that is my problem. Well, the theme music is the episode's
0: problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also say a little tidbit here. This is the territory in which the official Coleraine Connection Funcast started to drop with Steve O'Dell and Laurie Twitchell while these episodes were airing on the radio. So if you want to get some more behind-the-scenes info on there, we might be bringing some stuff up from that here and there, but you can go find cool. that at returntogilead.com slash funcast. And how about we go to the raps so we can talk about other ways to get in contact with us, Ryan? Let's do it. Hey, I don't know if there's more theme music, new music in the raps either, but you know, that's, that's just the way this works. Ryan how can people get in touch with us? Well, actually our website has changed. Just kidding, unlike
1: the theme song for Down Gilead (laughs) Lane and Beyond Gilead, our website doesn't
0: change. It's still returntogilead.com Yep, sure is. You can go there and find information about all the guests that we've had on. If you heard us talking about the previous podcast and how insane that was, you can look at every episode that all of our guests have appeared in. You can also find our interview guests and ways to hear more about them from the podcast. You can see the complete listening order for return to gilead that's really cool it'll be a total of 200 episodes when it's all finished in may so that's gonna be bonkers barreling towards the finish line but in the meantime we've got a full season of episodes with hope turner and with the morrisons going back to doing morrison things this season so the next episode is going to be 9-2 miss rudder standings Until next time, I'm Ryan. And I'm Michael. Thanks so much for joining
1: us. And we'll see you all in the next episode as we once again return to Gilead.